Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week is part two of my chat with my Polish friend Justina. So if you haven't listened to part one, uh, that was released last week, be sure to go check that out. And this week we talk about a whole other mess of things. We talk about politics and religion, as well as government control, as well as the church, and to do with like how much power the church should have. Um, we talk about tolerance, um, reality TV, uh, social media and being famous. Um, continuing also discussing the differences between sort of British politics and British culture and some of the, the Polish uh, politics and culture and that sort of thing. Uh, and then towards the end, we end up talking about just British and Polish food, basically. Um, I think Justina mentioned sourdough bread. Um, we also mention we talk about accents, you know, as in uh, obviously people in Britain, especially up north, have different accents to people down south and all sorts of other varieties. And um, Justina saying that people who speak Polish have the same thing. And often people who are only uh, monolingual, so they only speak one language, they th- not everyone thinks this, but certain people may think that their own language is. Um, say the only one that has ac- um, accents especially if you speak english because so many different nations speak english um, but yes that's really interesting and a quick shout out to the dial m for movie podcast the dial m for movie podcast as you can tell by the name is a podcast all about movies it's two funny dudes just chatting about movies essentially it's, it's a really really good one it's one of the better of the um sort of the menagerie of movie podcasts there are out there so i really recommend it also, they did an episode called Pod Roasted on the 3rd of April. Um, it was a special about uh, the US Office, the uh, TV show, where um, the hosts and one of the host's partners all do like this trivia game thing with... Um, well, they, they basically ask each other trivia questions about The Office. And it's a, it's a great laugh if you've seen The Office as well. So I definitely recommend people check it out for that. But also, at the end of that episode, um, they do... Basically, they roast a few podcasts. Um, they... You know that we talk uh, genuine chit chat. We chat to them on uh, Twitter a fair amount. Often they ask little polls about certain movies and stuff, and I like to get involved because well, obviously I, I like movies a lot. And so they asked a lot of podcasters to just say, "Do you want us to roast you? If so, give us a shout." And um, they chose a few, and genuine chit chat was uh, one of those. And um, it's pretty funny the the roast they did for us. Or I say us, me. <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely go check that out. As I said, it's called Pod Roasted. It was released on the third of April, and the podcast is Dial M for Movie. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the start. I'll um I'll let everyone get into this. Um, you know, be sure to like us on and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all that jazz. And um, I'll be back at the end. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. So, um, you see, there's a place called Zator. 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 Um, yeah, and their dino theme park is called Dinozatorland. It, to it, put the name of the city in the name of the park, you see, they're very clever. I see. It, what's actually there? Is it just dinosaur walks? Is it like roller coasters, theme parks? There is, there is a small, small like theme park kind of a thing with roller coasters. Um, I think they had some plans to make it bigger. I'm not entirely sure if they if they did or not. Uh, but it's mainly just massive, massive statues of dinosaurs. <laughs> and a, also miniature land with like you know, famous buildings, but in miniature. And, like oh, American I, yeah, restaurants, a hotel that looks like a palace. We've got, we've got Legoland, that one, which has got the miniature village and stuff. We've got, it's turned to miniature, miniature world Legoland. Now. In in Legoland, they've got villages and world and like countries made purely out of 
uh, Lego and stuff in Legoland. Amazing. It's called Lego World now, the area that James it's in. James May did a Lego house. Oh, what? Um, yeah, from Top Gear. Yeah, yeah. He apparently built a house out of, on Lego. Huh. But by that, I mean, he probably ordered somebody to build a house made out of Lego. Yeah, because you, you can get people. There's a mate of mine, Tom. And it's like full-sized house. There's a guy, a mate of mine, Tom. He um he, he has a mate who actually works for Lego. And actually, you know when you go to like certain events and they've got like a Lego, giant Lego thing there, like the Hulk or like uh, yeah. something like Star Wars. He, him and the guys he works with are the team that build them because they build them <laughs> and make them with glue. Wow. And that's his job, is to build these things and plan these giant Lego structures and make them. Because they take all the parts, I think they take all the parts and in the area they're going to have it. Like if you build like a giant elephant thing, you know, and they, they build it, though, they're there. They just take all the parts and, and glue it together and build it and shit. It's like, what the fuck? That's a job. Imagine that being your job, a Lego builder. And you would just start there, glue them together. How can you ruin that that beautiful mystery for me? I always wonder how are they all standing there and just glue. Well, you, just shattered my dreams. Well, how could you believe it's anything else? If it was just normal, anyone could just touch it and it would just shatter and fall apart. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but next time you go and tell me that Desante is not like real. Yeah, no, Easter And Bunny. I'm just gonna start crying. No, Jesus. Ooh, I'm joking. I believe Jesus did actually exist. I'm just. Yeah, I just don't believe all powers. the magical stuff. Mm, I think he was probably a, a great prophet potentially who knows but i'm not going to delve into religious ideology but i will ask with poland hey of course um what is the is the general consensus of poland people very religious or is it more the younger generation aren't like it is over here or we're still religious like the younger generation is less religious Mm. but it's i think it's polish 20 somethings are more religious than british 20 somethings yeah yeah um but to be fair, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think being super religious is a good thing. Mm. As I mean, as in the scale of a country. Yeah. Because it starts influencing politics and, and business and it shouldn't. shouldn't. I think spirituality and, and beliefs should not uh, affect choices made in public policy that affect everyone equally. Um, I think it should be a moralistic and economic big picture and little detail situation mm. that, ever, that they have a council of experts looking into and figuring out what all the best things to do would be for the whole country and for certain In Poland it aspects. still is a massive case that church has a lot of a lot to say during elections mm. so part of the reason why the party we have now has won is because the church was pro-dom yeah, yeah. because they want to buy abortion they want to ban like Maybe not completely ban contraception, but put some restriction on contraception. Mm. Um, so they're like sort of the what church is kind of standing for, mm. uh, and especially because we are like an older, older country. Like most Polish society is really quite old, and older people do go to church more than younger people. Yeah. So they're just listening to what the priest is saying and doing that. So that's like part of the reason why we ended up where we. Where oh. we are at the moment in Poland, which is right. not great. So, do you, are you thinking that the um, um, do you think it's going to be getting better? Like, do you think it's almost like a few years? I don't want to say behind and demean your country, but I mean like with religion. As you go back um, further in British history, there was more religious 
Because the world, the country's more religious, there's more of a religious hold in it. We are in no religious period at the moment. Has it? Didn't... Because the previous government we had wasn't as religious. Obviously, I, I would never say that there was Polish, Polish government that was not religious at all. Yeah. Because yeah. church is way too much power to ignore in Poland, whatever right. part you're, you're in. Yeah, yeah. But I felt that church was really less involved when mm. when the previous PR was was running the country. I'm not saying they were perfect, obviously, but they were just slightly less evil than what we have now. And is it? Like... And it's sort of kind of like going back to medieval times. Right. And do you, do you have a similar system of like the left and the right generally, sort of? Yeah. There's generally always two main opposite opposing. Uh, parties like yeah. there's loads, loads more, mm-hmm. but there are two that really matter, and the, the smaller ones are usually just associated with one or the other, and they have coalitions and stuff. Right. Um, but Every four years what happened stuff. also last last um, election yeah. is that the opposition to to to, to the conservative can, conservative party that we have at the moment yeah um, split. Right. They split into a lot of small, smaller parties. There is another like third party uh, that that just got that got created, and they got a lot of votes, like surprising a lot of votes. Mm. Especially considering that the leader of that party is an old Polish rock star. Really? Yeah. Wow! Really? Old uh, Polish rock star. Cook, Pavel Cookies and like. If you don't really focus on what he's saying, it kind of makes sense, and some of the policies that 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 the party has sort of make sense. But if you really listen to him, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know how the political system works at all. Right. So not not the greatest idea of a of a leader. By now, few years later, the party has kind of disappeared mm. slightly. And disbanded. But at the moment, they were they got quite a lot of votes, especially young votes. And all the other opposition votes split over few more quite semi-popular popular parties that existed. But the conservative mm. vote didn't split; it stayed in one place. So, another reason why they won. Um, yeah, that can be it. Well, that's what a lot of people are worried about with Corbyn with the Labour Party is that he's splitting it because there's all these idiots who are whinging a lot about it. And it's just uh, inside the Labour Party that is. And it's like they're trying to kick him out of the party and that sort of thing, and it's like that. If that had happened, the, the, I think that the would be labor... extremely stupid because when it comes to popularity, especially popularity. young people, mm. yeah, our generation. I think he's he he's basically the guy when it comes to especially the younger younger generation. Well, how it's how it's occurred is like he they got a lot of seats. It was very very close for them. Like the Conservatives did get substantially more votes than. Uh, Labour. However, the representative proportion and that sort of thing was like they only the Conservatives only just won, and that's showing a huge influx in people voting and things like that, and all the media going after Corbyn in a lot of ways and all these sorts of other things. Photoshopping his hats. Oh yeah, that was recent, wasn't it? Yeah, where the BBC showed a picture of Corbyn talking about um his. Russian. Yeah, it was talking about his alleged involvement with Russia or something like that, which is not they're overfabricating things. And like him being sympathetic towards maybe Russian diplomats, all these sorts of other jargon. And it's like, regardless of what the story's about, you get a normal photo of them and do nothing to it and put it on screen. Maybe brighten it slightly if it's like a ridiculously dark picture, but you should be able to have a, another photo in your library, which is actually better than that. What they did is get a picture of him in like a, it's like a flat cap or something like that, and they edited it so it looked like a Russian hat. Yeah, and put 
put him on the picture of Kreml. Yeah, in front of like a like a red background and stuff like that, <laughs> and course. made him more like saturated. Or just try to make him look like. So you, like, you look at the two pictures next to each other. So like, oh, okay, you're literally actually changing it, and they, they'd be like, oh no, there's just an effect on the screen. And the scary thing is that people would still believe that it wasn't photoshopped, mm. that nothing really was done, and people would still believe that he is a crazy pro-Russia communist. The problem is, is that people don't want to question their governments because once you do that, you end up not having anyone to answer to in the same way. So it becomes this greater idea of who do you listen to to tell you what to do? And the answer is you kind of learn yourself and then as a community, you all discuss equal ideas and figure it out. Whereas they're like, they need people, not all of them, not everyone who's like this, obviously, but like you get a lot of people who are, they feel like they need something to lead them. And I'm not saying I can lead my entire life from start to finish without any help from anyone. That's ridiculous. But like... With authority figures, it should be the best thing for the whole country and community, and there should be a better way of figuring it out. And I'm generally more liberal as well. I'm more left-leaning. Yeah, I think it's sort of us, the, the thing that government is supposed to protect their citizens. It's supposed to do the best possible thing for the people mm. that they're governed. But it's not the case. Mm. But unfortunately, for, for many people, that's kind of a terrifying option. It actually is a terrifying thing that... Hmm. The one body that is supposed to protect us all and and kind of sort things out is just trying to look out after themselves. Hmm. Like that shouldn't be it. Um, hmm. Every government should have the good of their people as a priority. Yeah, I mean we need a government. Like there's no doubt about that. We need someone, some community, yeah, a big thing to organise it. Yeah, you need to have some sort of governing body. But the thing is, is that the way the governing body acts and what choices they make should be very community driven like I'm not opposed to like um maybe more local councils I don't know if it's better or worse it's the problem because I'm not an expert this sort of thing but like if you have more local councils having more power like more evenly sp- spread distribution would it be then the money would be I know I think it's partially how it works but more power to the council and that maybe like laws within that but then it's like is that too complicated for police officers and like city boundaries and all this sort of stuff and you get into like all these do you want to add more borders or do you want to take take them away? And if you want to take them away, you've got to be... The, the law has to be less strict on certain things. But obviously there's other areas where it, it has to remain strict on in certain ways. You know, like driving and things like that. And in America, the gun license. And a lot of people are like, well, we don't want the government having that kind of power. So yeah, but if you have... The, the issue being is that if you have a business in there, it will be even less likely to do what's best for the best for the the general public that's the problem so you need to have something there to, to have some sort of power to be able to keep a country running but it's the old issues of how much we have to kind of govern the government we have to kind of tell them in a way well, how to do it and that's how people and they do need to have and that's why you can't have business that's why you can't that's have that's why next stream can says you go go with referendum and things like that who mm, knows maybe in the future it's gonna like with development of, of technology and internet maybe it's going to be possible to sort of solve most most cases like that internet vote yeah the issue being is that I, I agree internet voting is a is a thing that I want to happen but it is the we don't know like if there's a voting system online and people can hack it like I'm not saying that I mean, for example with government yeah. websites like the amount of times you go I go on the I don't know if you... I want to ask you a question about this, actually, but, like, going on the government.org website or anything like that, mm-hmm. like, I had to go in there for driver's license sort of stuff. And the amount of times it's down, just glitchy or... Yeah, I don't or know what it is that 
the government websites are always really crap. Yeah. The government technology just never seems to work. So they spend millions on developing a new website. Mm. And it's just completely crap. It looks ridiculous. It's usually very complicated and, and, and unlogical and really hard to navigate on. Yeah. When there are small businesses with really nice and very well-prepared websites, properly, nicely done mobile apps and stuff like that, so why why the government cannot do that? Like, I don't think small businesses can spend on as much amount of money of web development as the entire government. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Why is it always so shit? So it's like the problem is you have online voting, it would have to be for a government thing, and you can imagine everyone, like... Oh, it would crash! Well, exactly. I think it actually did one ha- once happen in Poland. Like they were doing a test run on on the voting system, yeah. and it just, just crashed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in England, I think there was a uh, the government org starts to slow down quite a lot on the last day of voting because when people are trying to register to vote, the last like, couple of days being able to register to vote, and so they had to they extended the amount of time that you could register to vote for. They're like, okay, well. Yeah, you know, with re- the votes in three months, you have to register in the next month, and then it was like yeah, going month and it's like crashing. After Donald Trump won in America, the um, official website to get a visa to Canada crashed, <laughs> and or something like inform like websites about how to get to, how to get a Canadian citizenship wow. apparently crashed, something like that. that I don't amazing. know if that's true, but I like to believe it, it uh, is. That, that's one of those nice little things. I don't care if it's true or not. That sounds cool. That's that funny. That's, that's good. So with with that, um, if it, I'm gonna ask you this, and if you don't want to answer this, and you don't have to, um, when you came over from uh, from Poland, is there a lot of like paperwork and that sort of stuff that you had to do? Paperwork. Like, like when? Like, did you become? Have you become? Oh, no, like a... I, I literally came over. I landed. I found out that there's something like national insurance number, so I went and got that. That actually took a lot of time because on every single website they say that they, you need a proof of address, mm. and that the proof of address would be something like a bill with mm. your name on it. So I was trying to get my name on council tax. Mm-hmm. But the council was constantly doing something wrong and it was never in my name. <laughs> so I was waiting for a long time for my national insurance number. And then when it finally co- got to a meeting, mm-hmm. what they chose to, to use as proof of address is the letter that they sent me confirming that meeting. So I could have <laughs> literally given them any address I wanted <laughs> and just ask somebody to give me that letter and go and have a national insurance number. Wow. Wow. That's all yeah, you had to do. <laughs> Seriously. Have you got a driver's license or a passport, like a provisional? No, I do. I, no, I do have a passport, and I do have my national ID. Right. So a national ID is 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 widely accepted as a proof of identity. So mm. it just I I have my passport hidden at home. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to lose that. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I got mine hidden as well. Um, but I don't think I took it the first time around. I think that when I arrived, I didn't have my passport on me. What? How do you get it? Oh, because the national, national identity. ID. Oh, I see. Because you're still in Euro, so. Mm, yeah, I see. I mean, European Union, not in Euro. Wonder if that's going to change. I sort of there. There are more and more talks about the second referendum, so maybe not. And mm. that also, apparently, people after Brexit were googling a lot. What is Brexit and what does it actually mean? So yeah. maybe this time around. Oh, I don't know what it the would best... be against. Yeah, because pro- that's a really, really quite a stupid idea. 
to the, go through with. The problem is if you do it, yeah, I don't think it was the right decision. But the thing is, if we do go back on our word, then it's just like, well, what's to stop the the idea of doing another vote? Would it have to be if the Brexit had like a certain, if it was just like another really slight win for do and don't leave? Um, again, by like say the same margins, but the opposite way round for leave and don't. Then, what would be the reasoning for the people who wanted to leave to not get the right to vote again? Do you know what I mean? No, I think it's a lot of people could have changed their mind because they know actually now maybe know more what it contains. And for you, like even even not talking about losing European Union as a partner because. You will. It's like a massive slab. It's not going to be like the exactly same friendly agreements like with Scandinavian countries mm. because that took years to develop. Yeah. And and I think that a lot of a lot of polit- politicians in Britain was to- were talking about just doing the same thing, but it's probably not going to be that easy because European Union you know, is falling apart. Mm. It's not like it's also France that wants to leave. Yeah. Like it's not on it's not only Britain. So if Britain, one of the founding countries, is going to be the first one to go, it's a massive slab. So I don't think everybody would be that friendly hmm. and also then you're running a massive massive risk of losing scotland because during the scottish independence referendum one of the biggest points like pro staying was that britain britain has european union yeah and, and they, now if you don't they were now saying about they want to call another independence uh, referendum as well because yeah. they were saying like now circumstances have changed so much that exactly. if, if britain are leaving the european union we want to stay and they're completely golden because the Scandinavian countries already said they would take Scotland in and accept Scotland as a Scandinavian country. So it would automatically have really? all the agreements wow. that Scandinavia has. That's pretty amazing. And Scandinavia is doing pretty good for themselves. Yeah, it'd be very... It's, the, in, the thing is with people is that they're so scared of change. And I don't know if Scotland changing, going independent would be beneficial or would make things more difficult. I don't know. I'm not an economist. And I think asking a lot of the general public, it's a real... Like with Brexit, um, I don't... If they had let it down to the politicians, I don't know what the politicians would have generally chosen. But like, given the public the, the go to do it, it's like, I, I, want a cho- I want a chance to say have my say in politics, you know? But there's certain things that I don't think that are so complicated and so confusing that the general public can't really make a decision on that. Like if it's like um, there's certain uncomfortable truths about like um, with terrorism, like what mm. do you do? I'm not an approval of drone strikes, obviously, but yeah, how do we... Yeah, if you don't we... really know anything about the subject, it's hard... it shouldn't probably to have, make a have decision a about that. Well, yeah, and, and also there's also a risk of propaganda. Exactly, and that's the issue. And you get money into the newspapers and the newspapers' agendas and um, that gets spread. Like, get... and People are really easily manipulated and you can mm. you can be manipulated and doing really horrible stuff. It's a hard one. I mean, there's been there's been suggestions and talk. <sighs> Not from anyone official in any way, shape or form. Just this was an idea that I think Scroobius Pip, a podcaster and a rapper, has come up with. Um, which he just said, like, one idea for just general voting, um, like in the main elections and stuff, like with the, the Corbyn and uh, Theresa May one, would be the, the sheet has got, like, three or five questions on it or something. And if you get the question wrong, you still get a vote. But for each question you get right, you get an extra one vote sort of thing. So what happens is it would be just five questions about general policy, like which 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 party wishes to uh, increase the tax on blank, which party wishes to get rid of fox hunting, which party wishes to blah blah blah. And if you got one wrong, okay, but if you got one right, you got an extra vote, and they were just like four questions or something. 
And so when you vote, you have to actually know about what you're voting for as opposed to just being like... Um, yeah, so oh, before every single vote, having a small just, survey about the problem, it, it, it details. And then if you... If you have like five out of five points, mm. your one vote counts more than somebody yeah. who didn't get it. Yeah, it's just an additional vote each, I think. Like, mm. or, or like you could get like you have three questions or, or four questions on there, and you have to get two right for an extra one vote, and another two right for an extra one vote. So you get you can get your vote can be worth three votes in total, something like that. Of just like not even about oh if this person comes to power this is going to happen just like which person which party have these it's got like the five parties like green party lib dems other labor conservative and other you can write it so which of these parties has got a thing about like which uh, policy about this and that's it that's just the question not necessarily just saying like they want to increase the tax you don't have to answer what that's going to do, but which one of them does it. And if you get that right, that contributes towards you doing more voting. Because it will mean, you'll stop people being like, I'm voting conservative because I always have. You know, shit like that. So not actually looking into knowing what the party is actually doing. Just being like, I've always voted conservative. My parents did. I, I've always done my entire life. I'm not going to change. Like people actually have to look into it. And then it would mean that people would be slightly more educated with their voting. But if you got them all wrong, yeah. don't matter, you still got one vote. You know what I mean? I've, that's what he said and I have really thought of a right argument against that I wondered if you could think of one I, I can't no it's just the sheer logistic of it it's it's absolutely impossible to do because yeah in cities okay you have internet but what about rural areas imagine going to rural Scotland and what have people walking around with the surveys no, and no, if no. so then what is to stop them to fake the results oh no it wouldn't be um, the surveys it would be you know have you been to have you voted in uh, Poland or Britain? What are in Poland? Is it over here? There's just certain areas that um, become the polling station, and you go in there, and there's just a there's a queue of people normally. There's like a table, three people behind it. They give you this this form thing. They say, "What's your name?" Blah blah blah, address or whatever. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah, they, give they give you a, you a bit of paper, card. and they get the paper. Yes, you tick one box or the other box. There's just two boxes, yeah. or, or well, there are four it's boxes. Usually, like more, more boxes. Yeah, obviously with the referendum thing, it was I think there were three. It was like yes, no, don't know, but. Um, I never voted in a referendum. It's still in front of me. Fair enough. But, um, with them, it's like, you know, you tick the, one of the three boxes, basically, yes, no, don't know. Um, and you just go behind this, you go in this little thing, a little curtain behind you, you tick it and then put in the box. And then you just have that, but it would take, the problem is you'd have to open up more polling stations because it would take so it much longer. It would take a really, really long time. But if there's five questions because and it's just multiple choice, you're just like, which is this? And you should, in theory, be able to go, okay, did, uh, what's this? If you don't know, you just tick you don't know, and it's just... Yeah, but then there is a massive risk of lag getting involved, because I would imagine that the majority of people would just go, fuck it, and do whichever. Yeah. And then what if they guess? Well, that's fine. They're, completely, they're complete idiots. They don't know what they're voting about, but they get five yeah, points. But, yeah, but that would statistically be unlikely to happen mm. due, to, due to the uh, thing. And that's like saying, well, is it not better to have... There's a more likely, more percentage of people who are going to be like, um, obviously a lot of people probably just do multiple choice and just have no idea. But I think it would push a lot more people if they're like, hey, I want my vote, even if they're conservative Christian or they're, if they're like a, they're so conservative all the time, all their life. And they're like, I want it to be more equal. And then they check through the, they know the five questions or from the previous years, you can get the five questions or something like that. It's like, if you found out what questions are, either... It could tell you beforehand, you could look them up, or it could just, you know, 
Um, you'd have to look them up yourself. And sort of this sort of thing, you you potentially be able to do it. But I have just thought of an issue. What, what would the questions be even? It would have to be just simple ones like, which of these parties believe that animal cruelty should equate to a punishment for prison for seven years or more? And the answer would be Green Party, Labour, and I, I, I don't know about Lib Dems probably. And then I don't, obviously, you know, Conservatives, I'm not sure. Yes, I, then, then you would... It would be that people that just are interested and invested into certain policies win each year because you can get majority of people that know a lot about homeless problems, but then doesn't have to doesn't happen to be any question about that in the survey. So, so they're like, hmm. well, so you're you're thinking the the issue being that uh, if you don't know, it would be hard to make it fair. That's what I'm saying. To choose, yeah. Um, I don't know which because you you never get you will never get a society when everybody knows a lot or even little about every problem that's going on. Mm. The best you can hope for is that you get quite a big amount of people that are really good at something. Yeah, that's one and of the things. And know a lot about something. I think a better system would be to have like a group of like instead of fifty politicians or a hundred politicians, how many it is? I think it's got a lot, hundred twenty or something. Instead of that amount of politicians in the office, it should be experts in fields like someone who's been a police officer for like their entire lives and they've been like chief constable of london for a amount of time he should be on some sort of council to talk about how crime affects things as well as there should be like someone who's been a doctor and yeah, one of the leading experts in this if it, you look at canada's government at the moment if you look at all the ministers they have something to do with the fields that they're in yeah so i think uh, the equality minister or something like that like I don't exactly know which which one was it. Uh, was an ex Paralympics like medalist, something like that. Yeah. So he obviously has quite a lot to do with disabled people, mm. and it just it just sort of makes sense. And for scientists to be in charge of in charge of scientific scientific side, doctors to be in the medical fields mm. in the government. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, it's, there's certain fields which politicians don't know enough about to necessarily make uh, expert decisions on. That's the problem. Uh, so you'd you'd want. Yeah. The... I think the Secretary of Health in in states at the moment is a guy that few years before being being elected wrote an article that smoking doesn't really kill that many people. <laughs> wow. That's ridiculous. That's... I don't exactly remember his arguments, but the, it was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it was that people will be dying basically any, anyway. <laughs> Wow. So it's not actually smoking. It's just if you look at the statistics of how many people died a year before the cigarettes were invented or something like that, it was ridiculous. It was comparing like the amount of cigarettes sold with with well, how many people were dying a year, something like that. Yeah. Well, he, he... And completely ignoring the science behind anything. Well, here's an interesting question that I hadn't thought of. Um, in Poland, what? what's advertising and stuff like like when it comes to tv adverts billboards newspapers what sort of stuff is it the same has it has it been the same for as long as you can kind of like remember what's the sort of i mean of interest it's quite, and like tv it's as well normal. like there used to be that people you know they had they had beer commercials and drug commercials and now there's a bit less of them. I don't think you get you, you get alcohol commercials at the moment. Yeah. You get beer, but not, not really that much of vodka, I don't think, anymore. 
That's quite. This used to be quite popular. Yeah, I know that vodka's quite. <clears throat> Obviously, Russians are the ones worldly renowned for for vodka, but also Polish as well. It's like yeah, yeah. we're gonna be fighting with Russians about that forever. Who's better at drinking vodka? Who makes better vodka? And things like that. Who does make better vodka? Well, Polish, obviously. You're talking to a Polish person. What answer do you expect? You're racist. It's, You're racist against... I think uh, it's national pride. Polish vodka is better. I see. So, as a good uh, segue. What do you think about people being prideful of their... Because we, we brushed upon it earlier. Like... Are you proud of being Polish or do you just not really care where you're from? It's just like whatever. Not really. I, f- I always find it a little bit odd because I don't really have anything to do with being Polish. Like, I was just born and it happened to be that I was born in Poland. I don't really have anything to do with achievements. But That's on the, on the other hand, on, on, on the other hand, when somebody is saying crap things about Poland, I'm like, I'm a little bit like, oh, yeah. Stop yeah. this. Well, I think it's good if you say something bad about, um, a country, a country's made out of the uh, the people who either live there or are born there. You know, uh, the people who come from that city, their inhabitants and citizens. So it's like, if they're saying, well, Poland's bad, well, you know a lot of good people in Poland and you've contributed to Polish society to a degree, obviously more so when you're living there. Um, and you, if they're attacking your country, it's like, okay, well, why are you saying... You're saying that this, these individuals are potentially are bad. That's how some people take it. Whereas you could look at it like, well, it depends if they're criticising their government. Because if you say British government shit, I'll be like, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's definitely not perfect. It could very much be improved in the sort of way it works. But if you say everyone in Britain is a dick, it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, what? That, that's... But I think there's a slight difference between being patriotic or proud of your country and then being nationalist, nationalistic. Hmm. Because being patriotic is is not noticing noticing the flaws. Because you're supposed to notice them, like point everything out, so they can be fixed. Mm. And I think that in the twentieth century, I don't know the guy's name, but he was some sort of lord in Britain, and he's considered to be one of the 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 biggest contributors to the to to the power of the crown. Sort of like right. that sounds ridiculous. Um, but he's considered to have done a lot, a lot of good for the crown. Right. And what he did is released a massive article pointing out what the crown is doing wrong. Oh, wow. It, it was like in 60s, I think, he did that. Oh, right, okay. Something like this. And basically, he was pointing out that it's too conservative, too traditionalistic, it doesn't move on with time, and because of that, it's losing support. And all that time... And, and obviously loads loads more and i think what what the queen did is just sort of run along with it and yeah. agreed to him like agreed to what he was saying and and started slowly changing yeah and by that regained some of some of the popular popularity yeah well that often happens at that happened with religion i've said um with the pope it's like the uh i, I do like the current pope more uh pope francis i think his name is um but it's like a lot of people argue he's the the religion's HR guy in the sense that they're always the ones to come out and be like, hey, look, we're changing, we're with the times, look, we think gays aren't actually that bad. Hey, we think that if you're an atheist, you could actually yeah. go up to heaven now. It's like, I'm glad that they are saying these things because it's it does change the public opinion in those religious yeah, circles. I love the fact that Pope Francis is not against science. Mm. He just, he literally came up and was like, look, scientific discoveries are true. 
And there's no fighting that. It is true. Yeah, and he said like with um, he's trying condoms, to be really. He said with yeah. condoms, they're like a good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and he's done. And I'm hoping that this is going to continue. You know, I'm hoping this isn't going to just stagnate and he's going to they're going to stop. But it's almost like. I hope so. And he also. They don't seem to ask for forgiveness. That's yeah. my issue. They don't say we're sorry, we're wrong about the gays being unnatural. They're just being like, oh, maybe they're actually fine the, now. The church still have has a lot of thing to do when it comes to clarity of their actions. I mean, church is one of the shadiest organizations on earth when it comes to protecting their own. Oh, when, when you go to, to the pedophilia. Vatican. Yeah, when you go to the Vatican. Not, not, not only the Vatican. No, but the, if they like, move to the Vatican, it's its own country. So it means that's how they get away with, um, if you get caught, true. they just hide there. But it's they even own... protect protect themselves in each separate individual countries. Yeah, that's true. And I I don't think if if church wants to survive and wants to go on, it just needs to come clear with everybody. Yeah. And if the if some priest is turns turns out to be a pedophile, yeah. don't go and freaking hide him in Vatican or wherever. Exactly. Yeah. They need put to him into jail. Be transparent. Be like we only want to help the communities and we put back into all the communities with our charitable work. Um, we want to bring people together and help out. So we want to help the homeless. We want to help people who are ill in hospitals. We want to contribute. We do fundraisers, raise money and help these people as well as providing a good community backbone. And then also we will talk about God. That'll be like a side thing. That'll be like, and the talk about God thing, that's also a part of what we're going to do. But the main things is all about this community element. And if that's what all the religions are about, rather than focusing on the specific words of do not lay with another man in the Bible or certain other things, it's like picking and choosing the sort of terms and the parts of the Bible that you want to sort of that support your narrative. And so yeah, when people stop doing that... happening, cutting up the Bible and just making it a bit smaller to cut up the parts that we don't like. Well, it's like the, 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 the idea of general religion is just cult spirituality in a huge size. That's it. Because spirituality, all religion is saying is, most religions basically trying to say, be a good person, you'll get to heaven. But the problem is, is that either the thinkings of that time during war or the in translation errors or interpretation or kind of all mixing together it ends up being people thinking oh, i want to kill people i want to do this that and the other like for example in islam the language actually says apostates should be killed now that's in the quran and i'm not saying i'm against muslims at all what i'm saying is that the doctrine they follow has got that stuff in it and what they need to do is pull away from that and be like, no, we specifically don't mean this part of it. I think like Bible has something Bible's about has... you. If you eat shellfish, you're yep. supposed to be killed. If, if you wear two different layers of cloth, uh, different clothing, then that's that's not anything that's as ridiculous. death. But that's... So obviously, okay, I understand it's your religious text, mm. and I don't want to disrespect that. But some of the things that are written in there. Mm. Sort of went out of time. You yeah. need to update your beliefs somehow. Yeah, it's just like, don't change the core beliefs about love and understanding and the spirituality. If you want to believe in Mohammed or you want to believe in Jesus Christ or you want to believe in any of these kind of people, that's okay. You, it doesn't that's hurt anyone believing. That, it doesn't I think hurt that anyone. can be a really good thing. Because mm, most of people do need to believe in something, kind of to go through, to to go on, whatever is happening in life, even if, if it's really shit at the moment. Yeah. You need to believe in something to get you through, and religion is perfect for that. Yeah. And but over time, it needs to 
well, basically, it needs to get more tolerant. Yeah, it needs for the, everybody. The number one priority of religion needs to be bringing people together, supporting community, and helping each other. It's not should coexisting, be... like yeah. just because there are two different religions, like one, like I don't know, Muslims and and Christians, they should be like supporting each other in some way. Yeah, and there but are, but all the it seems to just causing wars at the moment. Yeah. In two centuries, what religion has done is caused wars and wars and wars. That's the problem with it, is it just separates people. Like there's, I'd say there are minority of, the inner minority of religious sects. There are people who are really, really, really good friends. Like there's Christians who are good friends with Muslims, who are good friends yeah, with Jews. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, I'm, I'm just saying in general. Not, but exactly, I agree with you. I'm saying is the problem is, is that it's not, necessarily majority it's not like the majority of christians and catholics who are quite who are very strongly religious who go to church every sunday not the majority of them are all really great friends with all the muslims and it's all like an equal thing what it is is mutual respect when it's around public places like you don't generally get muslims or catholics or christians like verbally abusing one another in public uh, places or in like anything like that but there's not the same layer of community that we have like none, none all the religions do generally separate people like in the western world and then you go over to the middle east and you go over to some of the <clears throat> places that are run where the government is more run by religious uh entanglement then you have it where that's when wars break out when when you have the when you have the uh um some of the in pa- like pakistan and not pakistan in Iran and Iraq and all sorts of other and currently in Syria with the civil war civil war yeah. and all these sorts of other places where you've got not just religion obviously are taking place in those sort of countries but there is there are other countries in um in Europe or I think more so Asia which I'm not as well versed in discussing because I don't know that much about it as much but there are wars between religious sects sects where it's like you know people believing two different religious beliefs fighting each other and it's like that is the amount of people that's killing is horrendous and that's outweighing the small amount of yeah, good community is, we've is got. It's quite often used to to cause wars hmm. on, on big on small scale. It's people so in... it's because it's really easy to manipulate somebody if they have strong belief religious beliefs. If you have the have the control over the figurehead, yeah. If you control if you have that sort of if you have someone to follow who believes that sort of idea where it's like someone hmm. re- representing people and let's be honest, church does like to get involved in politics. Yes. And I, I don't think it should. Mo- most churches do. No, it should be a completely separate mm. thing. It should not be allowed. No. It should be either. But I I don't... To be honest, I don't really see a way of resolving that. Mm. Because you cannot really stop all the priests to not express their religious beliefs on, on like, onto their parish. Yeah, I think all it takes is just discussing ideas without people getting offended by it in public forums as well as in the education system. There needs to be not just religious studies, but discussing the idea of atheism as well and saying, okay, well, in the Bible, they believe that this happened, this happened, this happened. You know, there are several sects that come out of the Bible. There's, you know, you get uh, Catholicism, you get Christianity, then you go delve deeper into those, you get all the little subsects of them, some which are more scientific based, some of which are less, some that believe this, that. And, um, you can learn about all the different varieties and just spread out the things and say, look, this is what atheists believe, that because of um, this, they believe the Big Bang happened. There are certain Christians and other religious people that believe the Big Bang did happen as well, but that their God somehow had a hand in it. And if you explain the whole big picture in like a, in a good enough way, people can make their minds up and then they'll be respectful of each other. But this isn't something that can happen tomorrow. This is just over time, we're going to have to 
educate our youth a bit more about everything. Um, yeah, in, that's true. In the sort Bottom of, line education, I think, is the most important. I think it's happening, though, slowly. With, with social media, it's bringing people... It, social media is bringing more people to... Uh, yeah, but all social media is also making society more dumb. Altogether, mm. yeah, it can be used in a good way, but altogether... The current TV, or with reality TV shows and, and and social media, just makes you dumber and makes you more... Like, let's try to be Instagram models, not let's try to be scientists. Also, I'm not saying that uh, th- that is it. That is being pushed at the moment. Mm. We're trying to push people more into science and try trying to make science more popular. But I don't think that on general massive worldwide scale is working. Mm. I understand what you mean. I mean, they're, they're, I think what's happened is the lower... Not everyone who likes that sort of TV and stuff I'm saying is a lower person in any way, shape or form. I mean in a sense of like... If you are thinking that that sort of really shitty TV is uh, the way forward and that sort of thing, and like reality TV that's like showing people just doing horrendous things and like Geordie Shaw, Jersey Shaw, that sort of thing. If you enjoy that, I've I don't like it. I think it's shit and things like that. But if people enjoy that, I'm not too bothered. But what does worry me is, as you say, with the social media thing, people not interacting in a normal way anymore. People just kind of like. Uh, being weird to each other, thinking social media is too important, stressing themselves out, like, you're always putting their entire life on social media, making a really big deal about social media, all these sorts of things in their life. And it is an issue that is causing, you know, people getting famous on Instagram and things like that and doing crazy shit. And there's like, I feel dissonance. I feel like I have two feelings on it because I don't like it. But equally, we do have quite a few people who like alternative media who don't, follow that sort of shit because we have things like Netflix I'm not saying yeah, that's that, true, but I mean, the mainstream does have Netflix but obviously yeah I wouldn't say Netflix is mainstream by now yeah definitely yeah um, but it doesn't have the same content on there no, that's the thing. There, is, there, there are people that are using internet and, and the development of technology in a good way and trying to to, to learn more but the majority of, of humanity especially the higher the, the more developed the country mm the more it seemed to happen. Like, look at the States. Mm. I mean, and the yeah. sheer explosion of reality TV shows. Like, up, people wouldn't done it. The companies would would not be producing them if, if people aren't, weren't interested. Everybody's constantly watching that instead of focusing on any literally anything else. And it yeah. does make you sort of stupid constantly watching drunk people having fights over <laughs> the last bridal dress or something like that yeah that like there's moderation you have to take in, in with with everything in life you have to take everything in moderation if you want to have a drink you can just don't drink all day every day constantly you know mm. you watch tv like don't... I'm, I'm saying i'm saying all of that and all i'm exactly. doing is watching that stupid tv shows on netflix exactly but it's like the, the tv <laughs> shows on netflix is like a degree that, of variety it. it's a degree of variety and it's absor- I, I think of it as it's pop culture like for example i know this isn't net what do you watch orange is the new black I've, I watched a few, few first season, but then kind of got boring. Oh, I love that show. But there's a few shows, I was going to, that's going to be an example, but like, you know, Game of Thrones, like, yeah. obviously that's a huge thing and a lot of people watch it, so there's a lot of people that talk about that, and there's a lot of series you can talk about with people. And with Jersey Shore, I suppose you can talk about it at the time, but it doesn't, it's not as timeless. Oh yeah, like, TV is definitely going for some sort of new gold in their era or something. Yeah, Just it's because it's, it's finally gotten to the point when TV shows are not only mass-produced, but they're, mm. the companies are actually are trying to make them look nice and be consistent and, and yeah. focusing more on the storyline. Because they don't... And actually finishing them when they get boring, not just continue, push on, and like 
squeeze it out and as long, for as long as they have popularity. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And it's like one of the good things with where the time we live in now is there's so much to watch and absorb movie-wise, TV-wise, obviously Netflix, music, podcasts, everything. It's just like there's you can't really be bored in a way. And that's kind of a curse at the same time because for certain people, it's great. Like, for example, I'd say me doing this podcast and I'll see your boyfriend Chris being in the band. It doesn't matter about social media because because of the internet in a way obviously i imagine if there was no internet chris would still be in the band but like distribution of the music getting people to come to your shows all this sort of other stuff is needed from the internet and your hobbies with social media certain ones can be influenced mine obviously is almost pure because of the internet because i can't have a podcast without an internet without the internet without being a radio show but like other people's hobbies and things they like to do i guess, it's, I guess it's, it is really easy to promote yourself now and if you're if you're good at something to make make it into a business, just doing mm. stuff online, mm. like you know, crochet or whatever. Mm. Um, but when it comes to people famous on the internet and on YouTube, mm. I feel like ma- majority of 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 top famous YouTubers are really stupid. I agree, but think about how like quickly. Like Logan Paul and stuff like that. Why are we making stupid people famous? Why are we choosing them to be popular instead of getting somebody who's actually smart and interesting i think the for person... some reason there is something in humanity that we just prefer to watch idiots mm. i haven't got an issue with people necessarily being dumb if they're good if they're a good-hearted kind person you know if you had like a person that's who's... right but the problem is you don't get that because the people who get stupid famous they go a bit crazy and then they just act like assholes and then they go and there's and probably also ignorant. something to do with actually being famous that sort of you're you're once you get famous, you're sort of willing to do more to keep yourself famous. Yeah. So it's like your morals you go down because yourself. you want to just keep on being famous. Okay, yeah. So you do more shocking things, sort of. Yeah. And we're coming near... Um, it's about 50 minutes now, so we're coming near the end, uh, I'd say. Um, I'd say I want to ask you uh, two more things quick. One of them was um, with... With, we were just talking about with famous people in in, in Poland. Are you seeing uh, with Instagram and Facebook that sort of thing? Is it as much as it is over here? Um, it's getting there. I think it's not it's not as popular. Mm. Um, especially like Twitter and Instagram. Like Facebook is obviously massive in Poland. Yeah, yeah. But Twitter and Instagram also really big. Not as big as here, I would say. Mm. Um, I don't know. WhatsApp, WhatsApp is close to non-existent in Poland. Like very small amount of people have WhatsApp. I, like, I only have WhatsApp because my niece wants to talk to me on it. I don't use it. I know, most of the people I know, I know in the UK have WhatsApp. I've got it. I don't use it though. I'm not really on it. But one of the other things I was going to, um, I was going to ask, um, and I had it, and then it's gone, and then I got it again, and then it's gone and again. It's and it was, um, was talking about social media and um, sort of famous people. Oh, to be fair, I, I, I can talk about Facebook a little bit because I'm actually using it, but I'm not on Twitter or on, or on Instagram, so it's, and because of that, I'm not really interested in it, so it's hard for me to say how exactly it looks like in Poland. Yeah, well, well, it It's was... getting more and more popular, definitely, but I don't think it's as as big. Yeah. As it is in Britain at the moment. Yeah, I wonder why um, that is. It was sort of. Um, I, just, I just wonder what the sort of reason is for it. And um, my other question, 
um, was going to be that I've completely forgotten what it was. No, it's, gone. It's, it's completely gone. Just um, make up another one on the spot. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm kind of stalling for time because I had I had a good one and I'm stalling to either try and remember it or think of another good one. And I'm hoping I could think of another good one. Uh, and in the meantime, the other one would come back into my mind. But it's... <laughs> it's gone completely. It, it It's basically, yeah, it, it's gone. And um, I think we've spoken out quite a lot here with like the differences... I think and we kind of jumped, jumped from subject to subject. That's how I roll. That's, that's, that's the whole point. Of, like, We've almost got two hours, place. almost two hours of stuff recorded of just talking. That's 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 all I do. That's all I like doing it's it. Not bad. Mm, it's it's not at all. Um, I don't think a, a lot of it made that much sense though. I think it did. But you'll find out because you, you'll be able to listen back when we close this up. I'm gonna struggle um, with that. What one last thing then? Uh, what this isn't what I remember, but it's another question. What is the one thing if you exclude family out of this? What's the the one biggest thing you miss out of Poland? Like um, like it, it can be food, it can be a thing, um, it can be a recreational activity, it can be a TV show, it can be music, it can. What's the sort of? Because I know you're quite like British music. You quite like a lot of mod stuff. Yeah, and, I don't don't really miss the Polish music. Hmm. Like no, they're they're amazing, amazing bands in Poland. But sort of, it's here. It's more accessible. Yeah. Like you have, maybe that. Maybe it's not about the like that bands in Poland not really that good. But the majority of bands, if you go to a pub, they're just playing slightly bit different music than I like. Like yeah. And here, here there are loads of loads of bands that are just just absolutely brilliant. Mm. And there is almost every weekend something going on. But I would say I definitely miss Polish bread, and Polish sort of meats like different type of hams and stuff. It's, it's absolutely delicious, and for some reason, British bread is always sweet. Well, like you... even like multi-grain bread is slightly sweet. And can you not? Do you um, go to many of those Polish uh, supermarkets? Do they have any of the good? Yeah, it's better. It's definitely better, but it's not the best Polish bread. Like proper sourdough bread in Poland is amazing, mm. but they usually that kind of bread is the properly good one is made by a really small company somewhere on the, in small village 50 kilometers south of Krakow or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also with Krakow, just quick, it, the size of it compared to, say, Southampton or London or Manchester... Well, yeah, I'm not sure you've been to I Manchester. I have no idea. It's the, I've, Do you have any people living there? Than Southampton. It's hard to say. Like The city centre, the town, is definitely bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, Krakow is a bit different because than most Polish cities because Krakow is very compact so the old old city centre is when most things are happening yeah um, and then like Warsaw would be like to I remember one time we were partying there and it was just two trains and one bus to get from one club to another club it was like what the hell wow it's ridiculous and then Southampton the town is also it's like everything is happening mostly in town yeah or Portsmouth, something like that. So it's quite, quite close to each other. But then I think that all the districts, if you look at Hedge End and I don't know Thornhill and stuff like that, mm. altogether it might be bigger. Mm. Well, I've I've just looked up. Um, I've got no idea, to be honest. Well, it's. Uh, but I think more more people live in Krakow than in Southampton. Yeah. Well, basically, Poland has got. Um, if I go, so Poland has got about thirty-eight million people living in it. Whereas oh, yeah, the United Kingdom, which is Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England, has got about, uh, according to this now, 66 million people living there. Okay. So we've got about, you've got about two thirds of our population. But if you go to um, Krakow, um, Krakow actually has 760,000 um, yeah, 760, people living right. there. So that's three quarters of a million. 
So that's, and apparently that's the city has a population of 760,000 with approximately 8 million additional people living within 62 mile radius of the main square. So that's like for 62 miles, that's obviously quite a lot, but that's the population of London. That's London. Uh, more Polish states like uh, one of Polish voivodships. So we, you guys have counties, we have voivodships basically. Voivodships. Voivodship. Voivodship. And that's the British version, Polish version is voivodstwo. Voivodstwo. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to learn to teach you that word. It's quite funny whenever it's I just want to a tiny side thing is whenever you say a Polish word and I try and say it, and there's a lot of the time I said it doesn't really sound like it. And then sometimes I get it closer ish and I've got like close, like proper close once. But like. With Britain, because you get so many Americans and so many different accents in England as well as Wales, Scotland, everything, if you say something with an accent, it's just fine. But in Polish, if I say it in the wrong accent, it's like... Some, we have accents, like in modern Hungary. Um, it's sort of... I, I assume if you, don't, if you don't actually speak Polish, it sounds the same to you. Right. Um, but I do know people that really struggle, especially if you get... Like a really old mountaineering guy mm. that's post that is speaking the same way they were speaking sixty years ago. Yeah, I don't understand a word he's saying. I don't know. Maybe it's sort of like for you to go to a rural or Scotland and talk talking to a ninety-year-old Scottish guy with a really, really, really strong accent. Yeah, yeah, Scottish you people. Sort of, you know, sort of know it's the same language, but you cannot really understand it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I wondered if that happened much. Do you notice many? With an English accent, like, do you, do, do you have? There's a weird one because it's obviously second language. To me, my my accent sounds like normal English, and everyone else's English accent sounds slightly different and weird. And I think I've got the normal one, and all my <laughs> friends. To you, does it sound like London is the most normal, or us, or the, like the English that most people know is the English, like you know, you know from. TV, so what was like representative speech or Queen's English, something like that. Oh, like proper. So it's like properly posh. Did you expect that when you came over here? To be fair, I thought that there would be some people speaking it, and I was actually on the festival last year, and and there was this guy guy at the bar started talking to me, and he was all like, "Oh well, that's wonderful, splendid, <laughs> my dear," and stuff like that. I I was talking to him for about five minutes, and I had to leave because it was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> Like no people just talk normally. Obviously, if I I do recognize sort of Scottish, mm. and I I sort of do see the difference between different different parts of the country, mm. but I'm not really good at putting people like geographically, pro- yeah, geographically. Mm. Mm. Uh, but then there is also a big difference. But that that's something that I notice mostly in Ireland. There's a big difference between people living in cities when you get tend to get more tourists and more immigrants so people sort of speak more clearly and try to make their accent seem less noticeable yeah and then the ruler ireland mm. massive problems to understand anything anybody was saying yeah, yeah because it was so strong i was what yeah yeah i've heard a lot of people say that sort of thing about that okay well we're coming to the hour mark now so i won't take uh, any more of your, your time you need to go off and you've seen chris's band I know they're well, playing no, Wheatstables to... today. Oh, of course he's going to Bristol. This is the Bristol weekend. Yeah, Wheatstable, not Bristol, but yeah. But did he go to Bristol last weekend? Yeah, we were at there at the party at Django Django gig. That was it. That's why I'm okay. Yeah, so all, all the pieces are fitting into place now. I remember you saying about Bristol. Uh, um, okay, well, no worries at all. Uh, thank you so much for coming on here, Justine. We just talked no about problem. yeah, a variety of 
mildly about cultural differences but also about just general life it's good it's, it's, I've enjoyed having you on it it's been a lot of fun so thank you very much for coming on thank you for having me here no, I guess no I guess it wasn't terrifying at all really <laughs> bad okay. stage fright no. and also I do strongly believe that my voice is going to sound like a squirrel it, it your own voice always sounds much lower to yourself than it does in recording because I think it's like you can hear it like bassier from the inside of you kind of thing maybe but I that's th- not a good thing because I have quite high pitched voice when I hear myself so hearing me outside of my own head might be must be quite horrible you don't sound very high pitched to me you sound pretty normal <laughs> Thank you. like to, especially to a lot of women I'd say you're like middle maybe a little bit lower than the average maybe um, I yeah, think. that's good it's not it too depends bad. When, when you're happy and stuff it goes up a little bit but um, <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> alright well thanks again Justina and um, maybe I'll have you on again in the future at some point thanks thank you And that's the end of part two. Uh, Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Um, As I said at the start, um, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And also be, you know, if you want to, I'm not going to force anyone, even if I could, which I definitely can't. But uh, if you want to review it on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, you know, all the sort of usual places, any feedback is really appreciated. Next week, um, the episode, which I think I mentioned at the end of part one of uh, the talk with Justina, um, was going to be with my buddy Ryan, who's in a metal band. Um, He was actually feeling quite under the weather when we were going to be recording, so that's been rescheduled for the end of the month. Um, I've got one recorded with, two-parter recorded with my buddy Jack. Uh, We talk about an insane amount of different things, uh, science and aliens and conspiracy theories and uh, loads of cool stuff. Um, And I'm doing one tomorrow with my friend Erin, and she's a photographer. Um, so we're going to probably talk about that quite a lot and I haven't seen her in quite a few years as well it's good, the great thing about this podcast me sort of rekindling sort of friendships with a lot of people that we just didn't chat not because of any any problems between us or anything like that just you as you get older you have less time on your hands and the people that aren't you aren't quite as close to you end up losing contact with a bit a little bit um, but that's one of the benefits of social media I guess you know just being able to keep in contact with these sort of people and have a vague view of their lives um, which is quite cool but yeah so we'll be um, chatting about photography primarily and see what else she's been up to and we'll kind of go down that road when we come to it um yeah i've got a few more recorded over the coming weeks as well with a few more people um they're just kind of in the pipeline at the moment so i'll just kind of talk about them a bit close to the time of recording um i think that's pretty much everything um as i said in part one i think uh i recently did a youtube collaboration uh, with my friend steph um, i did a podcast with her a few uh episodes back um her name is steph the crab on um instagram and on youtube and that sort of thing um we did a would you rather video you know would you rather do this or that and it, it's quite funny it's um it's a longer uh, YouTube video. I think it's about 20, 25 minutes long. Um, obviously, if you like listen to my podcasts, which are normally about an hour long, then you can always just chuck on this YouTube video and just have it on a different window listening to it or whatever. And if you do do that, that'd be absolutely fantastic. You know, go show Steph some love. Um, I'll include a link in the uh, description. I think I have in last week's episode as well. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything there is to say this week. So, um, yeah, thanks as always for tuning in, guys. I always appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next week.